Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is August 20th, and our reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and chapter 13. If you remember from yesterday, Paul began this discussion about spiritual gifts. He said these gifts are all a gift of grace. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. We just receive it from the Holy Spirit by faith. And the gift is for serving the Lord and serving one another. And he promises that the Holy Spirit will empower us to use these gifts. So listen, the truth is, there's nothing for us to be proud about or to to boast about or to feel elevated about. It's all a gift and a work of grace for the building up of the body of Christ, for the blessing of the world, for the glory of God. And then he finishes up that section and he says this in verse 29. He says, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all do miracles? Do we all have healing? Do we all speak in tongues? Do we all interpret? And he says, of course not. So I think we have to be careful not to elevate a gift and then everybody else go, gosh, I'm supposed to have that gift. And Paul makes it clear we don't all have any particular gift, but God has spread out these gifts. We're all different parts and we fit together for the body of Christ to be a healthy body. In fact, he says this in verse 31. He says, so you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. Well, some have said, they've, again, they've elevated a gift or two and said, these are the most helpful. Well, maybe what Paul means is that as a body, corporately, we should all desire that all of the gifts are in operation so that our body is healthy and functioning properly and we maximize our impact on the world. So don't be jealous of somebody else's gift. Don't feel bad about your gift. Listen, it's a gift of grace. It's an honor to receive any spiritual gift. And let's bring that gift to bear, serving the local church, serving the Lord, blessing each other, blessing our world. Now, he begins to shift focus. He says, listen, and the Corinthian church was very gifted. But he says, listen, if you have all of these gifts, but you fail to love, the failure to love negates the gift. And the same thing is true here at Definition Church. We can have a great building. We can have great music. We can have great programs. We can have great pastors. We can have a great looking crowd of people. We can have all of these gifts. We can have a lot of spiritual gifts, all of that. But if we do not love, then everything else we do or have is negated, is canceled by the failure to love. Love is our most powerful gift. And guess what? This is so cool. Love's also a gift. It's not something we have to work up and manufacture. The fruit of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit is love. Romans 5, 5 says God has poured out His love into our hearts. The whole book of 1 John basically is about the idea we love because God has loved us. So God's love is a gift. And God wants us to receive his love and to share it with our world. And if we fail to love, then our gifts don't have much of an impact. 
So watch what he says in verse 13. He says it this way. He says, if I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but I didn't love others, well, I'm only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Have you ever tried to tell somebody about Jesus or share your faith and, and they seem to be offended, not interested, closed-minded? Sometimes it's because they've not felt loved by us first. Instead, they feel like they're a project and we're trying to fix them. Let's love them and allow the love of God experience in relationship with us to open their heart to the truth. Verse 2, watch what he said. He says, if I had the gift of prophecy, if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I'd be nothing. When I read that verse, I think about pastors. We can have all this education and the ability to communicate and great faith and call the church to action. But if we fail to love, if we fail to create a culture, an environment where people feel loved, he says we're nothing. Verse 3, if I give everything I have to the poor and even sacrifice my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So even if we sacrifice everything, even if we live generously, but we fail to love, it has very little effect. So what does it mean to love? Well, beginning in verse 4, he defines love. Now, this is important because these are not adjectives. These are all verbs. So let me read it that way. Here's what it really says. Love is when we show patience. Loving a person is when we are kind. This morning I was at the gym and, and I... <laughs> A lady just really got upset about this little thing I did very innocently, and it it distracted her while she was working out, and she kind of said something to me. And, and I was just real kind and gentle and apologized. And a little while later, she came back and, and said she was sorry, and she acted ugly and had some things on her mind. And, and all that's fine, but it, it's a person that I see regularly at the club, and I was so grateful that I was patient. And I was kind and I didn't get all fired up and kind of give her a piece of my mind because my opportunity to share Jesus with her is growing because of what happened today. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. Man, we have to be really careful about that, right? Love is not rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. We don't get offended easy. It does not keep a record of being wronged. In other words, it's forgiving. I don't have a list for everybody of all the stuff they've done to hurt me. It does not rejoice about injustice. Our heart breaks over injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. God, help us to love others the way you have loved us. I want to pray through these verses, this definition of love. And I want to ask you if you're able, unless you're driving a car, don't close your eyes if you're driving a car. <laughs> but otherwise, I want to ask you just to close your eyes and let's pray through this list and ask God to help us love this way today. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help me today to be patient, to be patient with my family and 
coworkers and people at the gym or God, my neighbors, people that, that I'm just going to interact with today. You know, so many times when I'm with people and they're irritable or short or offensive, often they've got something going on in their life that we don't know anything about. And I pray that I could be patient and kind with them, that I could love them and try to listen and try to understand what's what's really going on behind the scenes that maybe I can minister to. So God, help me to be patient with them the same way you've been patient with me, kind with them the same way you've been kind with me. God, I pray that you would fill my heart with humility. God, I don't want to be jealous or boastful or proud. God, I want to have humility. Lord, I want to try to elevate others rather than to try to elevate myself. God, I want to do what you did to become the servant of all. God, help us not to demand our own way, but to consider others better than ourselves, to put others first, to love and to serve other people. And God, I pray that you would help me to not be easily irritated. God, help me not to get offended today. Help me not to be irritated when somebody cuts me off or passes me in traffic. Help me not to be irritated when somebody doesn't show me the respect I think I deserve in the moment or Help me not to be irritated when my kids say something dumb. God, help me just not to be so easily irritated, but to be a person of grace and patience with people and and to remember how patient and gracious you've been with me. God, help me not to keep a record of wrongs. Lord, I pray that you'd help me to forgive every person that's ever hurt me, has ever sinned against me. I'm so grateful for the forgiveness I've received, both from you and other people. So God, help me to forgive that way, to be a person that's quick to forgive, to be quick to release others who have hurt me. God, I pray that you would help me to see and for my heart to break over injustice. When I see the suffering of other people here and around the world who are suffering unjustly, God, help me to care, help me to feel that, help me to to lend my voice when I can, to to speak up and to stand up if there's something I can do to defend their freedom and, and to defend justice, to protect them from injustice. God, help me to do it. Lord, help me to, to love the truth. Help me to love when the truth comes out and wins out, to reject deception, deceit, falsehood of any kind. Help me to be a person of truth. God, we're so grateful. This list is such a beautiful description of how you have loved us. Help us to love other people the same way. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We trust you to produce this kind of love in us so that we can love our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. I hope this encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.